Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. And Clayton said... This is the first time that I have seen a situation where a co-CEO model would really work. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention FunLat Flip because FunLat Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, so if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name is Joe Fairless, and we've got a wonderful guest with us today. And she's been on the show before, but she's coming back and she's going to be talking about a very specific subject. Uh, that's why today we've got a Situation Saturday segment, special segment. So if you want to hear her best ever advice, then you can go to episode 132. And the title of the episode is She Raised $5 Million in One Week. Here's how. Pretty intriguing, I would suspect. So definitely go listen to that and, and check that out. And with us today, we've got Kathy Fedke. How are you doing, Kathy? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Kathy, and then she can talk briefly about her background. She is a CEO of Real Wealth Network based in Walnut Creek, California. She's the author of the best-selling book, Retire Rich with Rentals. She's a very active real estate investor and agent and host of the very popular podcast, The Real Wealth Network. Go check that out. 
And she's been named a top 100 most intriguing entrepreneur by Goldman Sachs for two years in a row. And her website's realwealthnetwork.com. Here's some latest and greatest news from from Kathy. And she's already one-upping herself from episode 132 titled, She Raised $5 million in One Week. Well, she just told me she raised $5.5 million in two days. <laughs> so congratulations on your newest deal. And just a, this is going to be a pun intended, a wealth of, of experience and expertise and very grateful to have you on the show again. Oh, thank you for having me back. I've been watching your success and it's been in awe. So... <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm modeling after some who have who have started before me, and you're definitely one of them. Oh, thank you. So, with that being said, Kathy, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit about your background and what you're focused on now, and then we'll get into Situation Saturday. Sure. Yeah, I'm the CEO of Real Wealth Network, which is an investment firm, really first and foremost helping the middle class learn the secrets of the wealthy. That's the easiest way to sum it up, uh, because over about 12 years ago, uh, Rich and I were doing, my husband Rich and I were doing everything that we were told to do by our financial planners, and um, and putting away 10% in savings, 10% in retirement, 10% for doodads and vacations and such, and just kind of following the rules and. Um, one of the rules we didn't expect <laughs> was uh, the medical, the medical one that can can take over. So, um, Rich was diagnosed with melanoma and misdiagnosed that it had spread and that he had six months to live. So he's actually healthy and fine today. But we didn't know that then, and we easily and very quickly went through all of our savings to pay for those medical bills. And and that's when I realized, you know what, this plan doesn't work. And that was right around, that was right before the the market crashed where there were many other Americans who were going, you know what, I did everything I was told to do. And I looked at my account and there's nothing in it. (laughs) So, um, you know, investing in the stock market. So, you know, we just found that traditional investing wasn't, you know, wasn't working. So that's when I created the Real Wealth Network to learn something else to learn from the wealthy. And I discovered that owning a business and owning investment property were the ways that the many, many, many millionaires I interviewed had had achieved, you know, success and wealth in a way that didn't require their daily, daily effort. They, they discovered the secret of passive income. And that's what we do now. We teach people that. Well, first off, thank goodness for the misdiagnosis. Yeah. And that is talking about Rich, your husband. I mean, it's certainly applicable to what we're going to be talking about today. So with Situation Saturday, we always ask our best ever guest a question, and then you walk us through how you would handle the situation. And you recently, you know, we're Facebook friends, and you recently posted about how you and Rich were going into business together as, I believe, co-CEOs, right? Right. We're in a mastermind with um, Clay Mask, from Inf- the CEO of Infusionsoft, and we meet with him and, and a bunch of other business owners about every every three months or so. And we kind of, you know, do this, basically, you get in front of a group of fellow business people with similar size businesses and kind of tell them what you're going through and you get all this feedback. And, and so it really came down to, I'm the CEO, Rich, in the org chart, I was above him. And he was right below me as the operations officer, chief operation. So, you know, but basically after kind of talking about the scenario, the, the room was silent and Clayt said, this is the first time that I have seen a situation where a co-CEO model would really work. And, and it wasn't so much that, you know, woman on top type thing. It, was, it wasn't that. It was that I'm not 
a manager. I mean, I think somebody from the audience said, How, what's your management style? And I said, it's a non-management style. I'm not, a, I, I don't like managing people. I like inspiring people and hanging carrots and, and, and helping people to have an entrepreneurial attitude at work. But I, I'm not going to check to see that they're doing it. It's just not my style. And, and, and yet Rich is a trained and certified business coach where that's absolutely his style. He's all about accountability. And and so they just kind of looked at us and said, well, it's CEO really should be the one holding people accountable, but you don't want to, your husband does. You want to be out there creating and growing the company and you're the visionary and you're out meeting and finding these amazing deals. So he's like, it just, it's just like, it just works for the two of you to do it as co-CEO. So that was our big announcement last week. We haven't even told our membership yet, actually. Well, kind of with that dynamic, I mean, I I think the best ever listeners, we might come across a situation where we've got a significant other and we're trying to decide if we should go into business with them. Mm. And you two are already in business together, but it was the elevation of Rich to kind of to create the the co-management team or the co-CEOs. Let's take the first step. And the question is, how do you know if you should go into business together with your significant other? Oh, let me tell you, we've been, we are just celebrating 20 years of being together just last August. So in 20 years of partnering with someone for life, you go through a lot of change and trying things out and failing and trying again and succeeding. And so this isn't the first time we've tried to do business together. He, you know, he was the first 10 years of our marriage, he was leading us financially, you know, uh, and I was supporting him. And then when he was told he was going to die, you know, I took the lead and, and, um, and, and took over the financials while he took care of the family and supported me. And then it's just kind of ironic that it was like first 10 years and second 10 years. And then this now moving into the next 10 years, the third decade together, we're just doing it together side by side which is new. So, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I don't, I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but, but we're going to, we're going to try. And, and so I guess, you know, if your question was, how do you know, there has to, this is what we discovered is that most opposites attract, right? So the thing you love about your partner, turns out to be the thing that drives you the craziest over time. I am a jump in and do it, learn as you go person. He is a planner. It, you know, it's, he's attracted to my ability to just, you know, take risk and I'm attracted to his organization. Right. So, but over time it can drive him crazy that my shoes are out and can drive me crazy that he can't make a decision. Right. So it, it's, you have to kind of look at these things instead of going, ah, this person's my opposite. You say, I've chosen my opposite because that's the part of me I need to develop or I need support in. Right. And so we found that because he moves slower and because he wants to check things twice and and so forth, and I just want to jump in and do it because it feels right, right? We decided instead of fighting about that, let's work together and and have him tell me, what is it that you want to double check? And I'm going to slow down enough to listen to you, you know, but don't slow me so down that we don't move forward once we've made a decision. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, has he been involved in your company whatsoever up until this point? Totally as he called himself chief support guy, because it was literally a role reversal, which right there, right off the bat, let me tell you, that is a challenge today. And, and uh, one that many people my age, I, I just turned 51. Oh, happy birthday. Yesterday Thank was your birthday. You. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm really- I actually have a notification for all birthdays from my Facebook friends on my phone. So I saw it yesterday. I meant to send you a message. So happy birthday. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I was raised to be a very supportive housewife. That's that was the generation I came from. And so, you know, the first 10 years of our marriage, that's what I did. I supported him in, in cooking and cleaning and raising the kids and, and whatever he needed career wise. And I had a, I made a few bucks on the side doing whatever I wanted to do. But then when we had the role reversal for a very masculine person, I mean, he rich jumps off buildings and, you know, skis off cliffs and surfs tidal waves. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's a, he's a man, a hundred percent. So to, you know, for him to have to sort of step aside and let me lead, um, and he, he, he kind of be home with the kids and, you know, do these things. I mean, let me tell you, we've been through many, many changes in our life and it took a lot for him to step into that and a lot for me to be the leader. And, and so then, so I forget what your question was, but well, has he been, he's been involved, like oh, has in been your, involved. He, you said he's the chief support yeah. guy, the CSG. So it's kind of like but, whatever I needed, you know, he, uh-huh. I would look at him and go, I don't know. I mean, he got my podcast off the air. I was, I had a radio show on KSFO in San Francisco and KNEW and I was in Sacramento. I was, I was on regular radio and it was, it was Rich who said, Hey, there's this thing called podcasting now. I mean, he, you know, this was, I'm old. <laughs> it was like, um, you know, over 10 years ago when there wasn't podcasting and he's like, we should just take your shows that you're already doing and, and repurpose them and do this podcast thing. So, you know, he would contribute and support in ways that launched the company, but he wasn't necessarily getting the credit for it. You know, same thing mm-hmm. with the website. I, I'd, I'd be like, ah, you know, I got this guy to do the website. And it's terrible. And he'd look at it and he has a, he is an artist mind and a technology mind. And so he was just able to, you know, make a beautiful website that, that our user, you know, that our members love. So yes, he absolutely supported, but it, you know, it was definitely me making the decisions and, and, um, just kind of a, a different structure, of course, in that. And, and, and I found that, you know, when you try something new, you don't, you know, here, here's my little tip. You don't always get it right the first time. Okay. You know, to be patient with yourself. Anytime you're trying something new, it takes some getting used to. I mean, I just I came out of this, out of the waves this morning, surfing this morning with, um, you know, some bloody shins. So, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> quite have it down yet, but I'm learning. And so when I were as our company and, you know, our finances, believe me, I didn't do it right. There were times I was pushy and I was a bully and I'm like, we're doing it this way. And I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm that person that women complain about, about their husband, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't know how to do it. And now, now we're really at this place of, of share, you know, where I totally respect what he brings to the table, which is opposite of what I bring. And he absolutely respects what I bring, which is opposite of him. And that's the place you have to get into and will eventually get into if you you need to get into if you want to partner with your spouse. Does it work if you have similar skill sets as your spouse or your significant other? Well, we, you know, we actually do have a lot of similar similarities and I think that does help for us. You know, you, there's usually some kind of overlap or else you maybe shouldn't be together. I mean, we, we bought a house just recently in Malibu. Um, we, we got it just a, just an amazing deal on the house. I'll, I'll tell you it was $674,000 for a single family home in Malibu, three miles from the beach. There was also a reason why it was that price. It needed a complete overhaul. And oh, that's a good price. I didn't realize. Was, <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you kidding? That is a steal. That, in Malibu, the average home price is, I, I mean, it's, it's like New York. Not City. that. Yes, yeah. New York. <laughs> so if you were to find a single family home in New York City for 760, you'd be happy, right? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so we realized well, that, um, that we were 
well, we had to overhaul this house. And the last thing we wanted to do in the middle of our business booming was an, a full renovation of our home. And the last six months we've been living literally camping and I'm um, staying with friends. It's been, it's been crazy. This is the, actually my second day in our new home in my new office. And I, that's big birthday present to me for sure. But an example is we really have learned to work together because most people say a renovation, a home renovation can be one of the most stressful things on a marriage. But we've learned to, um, yeah, that we, we have the same style and we listen to each other or we, com- I think this is more it. We compromise. He's a total dude. So he'd probably make, make this whole house black and white. Right. And I'm, I'm very feminine generally, unless I'm trying to run a company and he, you know, I'll, I'll take the frilly stuff. So at some point you just have, to, you just go, he'll look at something I chose and go, I can't. And I'll look at something that doesn't go, uh-uh, find something that we both like. Okay. So yeah, that, that, it's starting to piece together in my mind. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find you know, the core answer to the question, how do you know if you should go in business together with your significant other? And first I heard opposite attract. And I was like, okay, maybe it's the opposite approach. Then you said you have similar skills. So I'm like, oh, wait, what? It's similar skill set. So, so then, but then you said the compromise thing. So is that the key? Like, is, is that the key of knowing if it's the right thing to do with your significant other, if, if you two can compromise or are there other things the listeners should keep in mind whenever they're considering it? I think there should be, you have to have the ability to compromise on things that you're willing to compromise on. And then there, ha, there you do also at the same time have non-negotiables. So, and, and I think the other spouse has to respect that. So I'm trying to think of an example, but you know, one would be, he's just not going to go for frills. I mean, it's just, no, you know, so, so I think in business, what we have found works is we both need our own domain. And that's maybe just our personality types. We're both leaders. So if we were sharing responsibility or having to, I mean, I guess we are now for co-CEO, but we have different roles. So his Mm -hmm. role is to manage the staff and make, you know, hold them accountable for their goals and set, help them set the goals. And, and my job is to keep this company moving forward with great real estate deals. And, and I'm, you know, on in the media all the time, and I have to stay on top of market cycles and, you know, that side of it. So um, there's, there's never a day that he comes in and says, Hey, you know, uh, you know, starts judging me on, on how I'm doing my side of the business. It's more like, mm-hmm. how can I support you? I noticed this or whatever I, you know, and then same with me, I'll, it's, it's just, we just keep it very separate, our roles and responsibilities and each person's bottom line for whatever that is. And instead of judging each other for how you do, it's more like, how can I support you in doing your job better? And how do you have the, how do you deal with work? and not in the office balance? (laughs) That is an absolutely amazingly fantastic question and not one that we've ever been super great at. When we've always, we've always liked the ability of working from home. And, um, and so that has added challenges and there's been plenty of days I would go in there and say, get out of your office and come join the family. There's times he's coming in and said (laughs) to me, you know, and, um, Boy, that's a powerful statement. Come join the family. <laughs> it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I immediately I will come. That's not like, hey, come in here and, and watch this movie with come join the family. <laughs> exactly. Get you know, it's work hours are over because when you yep. have a home office, you can forget there is a, such a thing as work hours. I mean you could work at two in the morning if you want to and and I do. 
And so that for us, you know, that's really a family thing of, of coming together as a family and saying, here's, you know, here's some of the family rules we want to have um, during these hours. There's no iPhones, there's no iPads, there's no nothing. It's us, whether that's breakfast or dinner time or taking a hike together or whatever. And, and believe it or not, our kids are actually more strict about enforcing those things, you know. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, again, I think I forgot your question. <laughs> No, you answer it. Yeah, you answer it as far as maintaining sanity, basically. Oh. And it's, it's having those rules. And I'll tell you, one other thing is to try not to overlap. We we moved into a beachfront property in, in Malibu where the only way we could make it work was our, my office had to be in our bedroom. And we realized that that was a really bad thing because I could never really relax to sleep or other such things that need to be done there. So I um, the, one of the reasons why we moved to this house was because I had a completely separate office that would, you know, that I, where I, I wouldn't overlap and the same with him. So, you know, just be careful about commingling the business with the family. Like if you don't want to have your business on your dining room table, that should be for family dining. Mm-hmm. Um, try to keep it separate. It's definitely worth it. Kathy, this has been incredibly insightful, of course, no surprise, and just really enjoy talking to you. I mean, the Situation Saturday was all about how do you know if you should go into business with your significant other, because that's certainly a question that a lot of the best ever listeners will come across. And I think it's not only the significant other, but you gave some takeaways that it's business partners in general. And I know there's a whole lot of other things to talk about as far as that goes, but keeping within the scope of this conversation, some of the things I took away from this, you've got to have your own domain. So while you two are co-CEOs, which is not typical, you don't share responsibilities and you have different roles and it's about supporting each other, not evaluating or judging each other. And that's number two, support. And number three is the compromise aspect of things. Because I suspect even though the roles aren't, and responsibilities aren't shared, there's going to eventually be some overlap in some point in time. And in that situation, the compromise is what's most important. So I, I think that's the, that's the third takeaway. And then you gave us some bonus material as far as how to have that work-life balance. Should you choose to move forward with your significant other and work with him or her? And that is to have rules, to have rules set up. Hey, I, my girlfriend and I call it, there's no PT, no phone time. Mm-hmm. So when we're on the couch or something, there's like, you know, no phone time. We're like, oh, you're on phone time? Okay. So I grab my phone. I start kidding around. I start, and my screen's on. <laughs> lock, but I'm flipping on it like I'm I'm scrolling through stuff and then she puts her phone away or vice versa. Mm. And then try not to overlap, you know, similar stuff where you've got the dining room table is for family time mm. and for having dinner. And yeah, you know, I, I have a very similar rule to you where I don't bring my computer into the bed. I'm mm-hmm. um, literally don't do it. So mm. it's for other things. So thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and and sharing uh, some time with us again. Much appreciated. And where can the best ever listeners continue to learn from you? Oh, thanks for asking. Real Wealth Network is where you can find us. It's real like real estate, wealth like your money and network as in the network of people like you. Realwealthnetwork.com. You can join for free and then you get access to our, our podcasts and our blogs and our weekly webinars where we profile different parts of the country that are booming and different deals in those in those areas. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kathy, and I hope you have a best ever week. Thank you. You too. 
I'm going to start saying that. I just thought of that. I was like, I should sign off saying best ever week or best ever day. So you're the first person. You're, I, there's going to be hundreds of episodes in the future that I say that. But you're the first person I said that to. I feel <laughs> so honored. And just the day after my birthday. See, it's already. Oh, there year. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Okay, here's a no-brainer. Since you're a real estate entrepreneur, you know that selecting a health insurance plan is a real pain and dealing with the whole process is a pain. That's why I've partnered up with Stride Health, and they make the whole process really easy, and they have a personal concierge service for you to help you out. They've got a fancy algorithm that helps find the right health plan just for you, and on average, they can save you 400 bucks a year, and it only takes 10 minutes. Go to stridehealth.com forward slash best ever. That's S-T-R-I-D-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash best ever.